0: This is the former and five-time World Madden champ, Jordan Thirteen Eights, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix.
1: Thank you, Jordan. It is, in fact, the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. It is Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. It is podcast number 84, the 14th episode of season four, and it's going to be a good one, I think. It's a bit of a gloomy fall day. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm feeling good about today's show, Josh, and uh, I hope you are too. But before we get too crazy into it, let's, um, I say let's rock into it. Walters, go and rock us out. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh
2: Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do. Except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons.
1: <laughs> not after last time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not after last time.
1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Hello everybody and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined by almost, mm, almost the probably the bestest hostess we have, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, how are the folks mm. out there? hi folks we would think it'd be really cool hot dang g-dog of you if you were to join our discord server we could chit chat all the live long day you can leave us voicemails at anchor.fm slash hood pod you can also kick it old school and leave us an email at hidden at gmail.com you can also check out josh's baby of a website hidden you can see uh, some cool stats about our league of record and how garlic is the greatest fantasy football player there's ever been For those of you not listening live, the segment start times are down in the description below per use, just in case you want to skip around. I know time is precious and time is limited, so use those uh, segment start times to your advantage and listen to what you want to hear. Lastly, got to give a big shout out to our dog, our boy, our friend, the Caramel Bear, a.k.a at levi Oki illustration on instagram he's responsible for all the beautiful art you see both in the show outside of the show pretty much everywhere in the whole world i think levi is responsible for anything he did the mona lisa he did uh starry night uh he does that banksy stuff Carmel bear pretty much does it all so if you've ever seen art you appreciate make sure you go thank at levi Oki illustration on instagram josh how we during today pal oh you know during I uh, I see in the chit chat you wrote, Josh's life clock is running out.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I spent forty uh, percent of my week last week and the week before in the dentist. Um, this week it's going to be the doctor's office. It's it's they're 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 looking for what ailments I might be having, and I think right now they're starting at A in the dictionary of medicine. Yeah, and they're just circling everything they find. So, it's uh, it's been a it's been a good run solid run. It's been a run. We'll just put it at that. It has in um, fact
1: been a run. Yep.
2: So we'll uh we'll carefully write my will so Walters has no say in
1: what happens to the pod and we'll go from there i mean yeah we, we would not leave the pot in walter's hands in our uh, ultimate demise um but i mean do you realistically though i mean i'm sure i mean it's no secret to anybody out there at this point you're uh soon to be a dad i know i think you pegged the day as tomorrow just you know guessing because your kid's going to be fucking 90 pounds when it finally comes out but um i are you just stressing out about being a dad or do you think you just legitimately got sick at a very inconveniently timed uh uh moment a bit of both um so part of the reason i actually went to the dentist for the first time in
2: nine years was because i was tasting metal and that just apparently isn't something you're supposed (laughs) to be tasting all the time
1: that's yeah that's good that's a good thing to get checked out
2: and so i figured you know i'd have a cavity or two and when they found that and they filled them i was like oh that should get better and then sure enough a week later it's just like haven't been licking tailpipes again so can't be that and so i called in and they said oh you might want to schedule some with your doctor so i did that Well, you know, uh, they think it might be allergies, might be acid reflux from the stress. Haven't had any heartburn or anything, so I don't know. They said there's silent reflux. I might want to confirm with Dr. Hammer, but I believe that is the number one cause of death amongst individuals that are considered human. Um, So, you know, life clock's running out. Had a bit of a a scare, you know. Um, But, hey, it's all right. There's more to the story, but that might be in the after-hours pod
1: sure that we'll save that for another time um but okay i mean if you're feeling a bit under the weather and we i mean we went from last week with uh, not to shame our fans we have really 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 good fans the best fans but uh, we went from eight live listeners to one this week so we're not really putting on a show for the people here they can just listen and skip around and pause at their leisure later so we can have a bit of a briefer pod and we can just keep removing here we're not playing to a crowd so to speak so um you know it's not
2: that i'm under the weather Gar. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm as, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the same as I was last week. I just had to go to the doctor day and they just drain your soul.
1: Sure. I will note that similar to last week, you are, you are on the quiet side. So I don't know if the mic can be moved closer to your mouth or if you can just talk into it or something, but I will just note that now I'm... before Walters comes at you
2: i'm essentially eating it so i don't know
1: (laughs) well then maybe start yelling no we're good Uh, all right we'll we'll keep her moving here josh let's go move on to the fantasty zone we love the fantasty zone we love the fact that the SkyBusters brings us the fantasty zone for pretty much the whole year um sent us a big fat check about it um uh so yeah we appreciate the SkyBusters for sponsoring the fantasty zone josh are you um are you eating or drinking anything over there right now for the tasty part of the fantasty zone
2: uh, some lukewarm room temperature water is kind of all I'm having right now. Wow. You, uh, you know how to live. Is it at least from the bathroom sink
1: as is tradition?
2: Uh, yeah. My neighbors, we didn't pay our <laughs> water bills, so I had to
1: sneak over there during the day. Sure. I mean, I respect that. I got, uh, I don't have an Arnie Palmer this week. Bit of a, bit of a shocker. I still have a big pounder of a tea can though. We got the, um, Oh, you should have seen. There was like a little mist that came out. It was pretty sweet. But I've got the Peace Tea. If you, ever, you I mean, I'm sure you've seen their brightly colored cans, but it's a person holding a fruit with the peace sign, and it's a peach peace tea. So staying on brand, enjoying the peach and enjoying the teas. And I've got uh, a little cup of cashews here as well. Just needed a little. I never eat before the pod because I don't want to be a poopy boy. So I'm just trying to get a snack that's got a little more protein that'll last me. Um, but, yeah, so that's what we're snacking and drinking on, Josh uh since i think this show will be a slightly uh a slightly shorter one today i just want to remind the folks that there's plenty of ways you can sponsor the show uh the main one the easiest one for fans i would say would be to go to anchor.fm hoodpod subscribe for five bucks a month you can just set it and forget it and you can just help line our pockets or when i say our pockets i mean my pockets you can just help line my pockets with uh, lots of cash and uh, you don't have to do a whole lot of work with it you can also, though, there's a bunch of opportunities for, you know, if you Venmo a certain amount, you can you can get a personal thank you to the end of the show. You can get, uh, you know, anything you want. Shout it out for a $2 holla. You can do uh, 3 dollars which is basically you get a special question. You get a snack. Shout it out. For 5 bucks. you can sponsor a segment like Brian has done for us all year. Um, you can also do 20 bucks. You can sponsor a whole show like Carmel Bear has done. And Walters has paid me to do, but um, he's been waiting to get an ad readout because uh, the one thing I do is I make the... Uh, the person who sponsors the show supply their own 30-second ad read, and Walters has yet to do so. So Walters has paid to sponsor show, and I'm hoping he just forgets about it. Me talking about it is probably not a good strat. but Idiot probably doesn't even know how to read. <laughs> but, yeah, so for 20 bucks you can sponsor a whole show, and you can help uh, Josh and I keep, uh, keep working at this. And Josh is about to – he's going to lose his life and all his money. From what I hear, kids are not free. So I'm sure Josh would appreciate the funds flowing through as well. Um, but, yeah, those uh, are just the ways – Oh, go ahead. It's it's like Pappy always said,
2: everything's free if you're fast enough. So
1: <laughs> here you go, the old five finger discount. It's only it's only illegal if you get caught. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, we, we, we're we not afraid to ask for money anymore. Obviously, we're going to keep doing this whether we get a penny or not. But uh, we do appreciate any uh, sort of sponsorship. If we bring you joy, uh, we're not afraid to say, hey, you know, sponsors financially for bringing you such joy. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll move on from the, the sponsor of the show plugging ourselves a bit. We had a couple brief uh, gridiron discussion topics this week, Josh. Didn't really go too in-depth with either of them. I think we're kind of hitting that mid-football season lull where you know we're we're over the excitement of football um, and we're you know we're just we know there's a lot of football left so I think all the season football fans are like okay we need to fucking pace ourselves here I can't blow my load every single week or by the time the playoffs or the good games actually hit I'm going to be absolutely sick of it so I think everyone's in kind of that mid-season lull of just not wanting to do too much um, but Ertz you know one of the big things that happened last week was Ertz was traded to Arizona obviously Ertz was a big real football and big fantasy asset a couple years. ago go but he's kind of fallen to the wayside with the rise of dallas goddard and the general fall of the eagles organization uh do you have any thoughts about Ertz to arizona whether you know it improves arizona or how it you know how it uh, bodes for philadelphia
2: um, i think it'll help arizona just because right now they i think they lost two of their tight ends um so they're they're gonna need that extra help he's a decent pass catcher still um i think that uh the eagles are probably gonna suffer more than arizona is i mean I don't know. The Eagles are going to suffer from losing him because I thought he was still a valuable asset to that team, um, even if he wasn't necessarily a you know go-to guy. Um, but then again, at this point in time, the Eagles have three of the top ten picks in next year's draft. So who who knows if they care about who's on their team this year?
1: Sure. No, I think that's fair. They're definitely they definitely have plenty of room to grow. I think it's a fair way to put it. Um, the other one is that week seven. There's a lot of RBs that are either on by, just because that's how the schedule works out, or we've seen a lot of running backs go down so far this season. And there might be some people out there who legitimately don't have enough running backs to start. And so now they're trying to decide I mean, bye weeks happen, like you have to pick up and drop people as the season goes on generally, but like it it could be a really, really rough week for some people. And so I asked the question, you know, if you if it came to it, would you just essentially leave yourself with an open lineup spot and just essentially take the L this week unless you get lucky? Or would you sit there and drop your bench depth just so you could, you know, get one more person on the in your lineup and try and win this week that probably isn't gonna be on your team for more than just this week. I guess do you have any strong feelings about it taking an L just because you have to, or would you always start a full lineup no matter what, and maybe lose some depth to some other people who aren't hurting as bad?
2: Well, oh, I'm I'm gonna have to start a full lineup or what, or I'm gonna lose my draft position in the dynasty league. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, as someone who lost Kareem Hunt to injury and then I had bye weeks coming up, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to try and find out who to put in in the Hidden Oaks league. Um, I don't think I'm comfortable rolling Ronald Jones out, so um, unless you know lombardi lenny takes uh um lombardi leap off the edge of a building or something
1: gotcha so i mean so it sounds like you you want to start a full lineup though i mean obviously in the dynasty league it's yeah. like a rule yeah, to I'm have gonna... to, but you're not gonna so you'd rather drop drop some maybe i don't know just some other starters to get a full lineup this week you won't just take an l
2: right and i guess i i'm in a position to do so because i had two defenses two tight ends and four quarterbacks i think um it's <laughs> a lot no, I'm just kidding. I only had, I had two quarterbacks, two tight two quarterbacks, two defenses and then uh and I think that's it with our shallow bench, but I only said the four quarterbacks cuz I wanted Walters to have a stroke.
1: I was just going to say for those of you in the North Metro area if you just heard a gunshot ring out, that was uh probably Walters ending it all after hearing Josh's roster makeup. Um, but okay, cuz that's what um so I the reason I asked it though is cuz in the Champions League, so not even like trying to brag but just as a matter of fact i am on the top of the league still like i'm in first place i have the most wins and uh i have you know that's a super flex league so quarterbacks are very important and i have three quarterbacks in that league i have dak prescott i have Kirk cousins and i have ben roethlisberger and all of three of them have a week seven bye. and there's only six bench spots in that league and i have a bunch of people i don't want to drop so i'm just taking an l in that league um which i think is fine because i'll be back with all my best weapons next week so you know i don't know that's the whole reason i brought it up to see if there's anyone else out there who's okay with taking an L. um i'm sure where you are in the standings factors in as well like jack said in the discord but uh, yeah i was just curious how you felt about it and i kind of knew your answer already but
2: yeah i mean yeah and that that factors in because i'm you know 500 and we have 14 team leagues so i kind of want to try and get a win out of it sure um now in the victoria secret league where i have a a bajillion points against me um i'll probably try it out a full lineup against someone playing three by players and still find a way to lose by 50 sure
1: yeah just We, I mean, we're, I'm, I'm rambling a bit here, but just as a fun fact, because I wanted to share it at some point today, and but this is probably the perfect time to do it when you mentioned points against. So obviously I'm taking in the Hidden Oaks Dynasty League, and uh, I, I noticed that you have a lot of points against. You're having a rough season so far in the Hidden Oaks Dynasty League. You're 2-4, I think, as the reigning champ. I looked at my points against. I somehow have more points against than you. So even if I were trying this year, I might still be 0-6 at this point. I was like, how the hell do I have more points against than Josh does? Because I thought your number was astounding. And then I had like 30 more points against than you. So I was like, holy shit. Good thing I tanked because I would have had a bad time. But uh, yeah, we can, uh, we can move on here, Josh. Let's talk about your massive polls.
2: So I didn't actually create one for this week. Um, I might do one midweek, um, but I can read off from the one that i put up last week for it. um where i said in late at all the gruden no news um and i don't think anything's changed keep it the same and slowly overtake gruden's grander still in the lead uh but i think we've already discussed what you're going to do with it and so um we should mention that this segment has been brought to you by Skybusters. bust through that sky pew pew <laughs> and now we're moving on to gar's quick hitter
1: yeah dude. I mean, well, I'm, I'm definitely not afraid to just to mention it or talk about it for a sec. i I'm definitely not afraid to go back to Gar's grinder, but I definitely believe in, you know, just letting it rest for a bit. We'll leave it as Gar's golden shower for maybe three, three, four weeks. And then, you know, since the fans were like, yeah, Gar's grinder's fine. I can go back to it. But I definitely believe in a little rest period here while the Gruden stuff kind of blows over. Um, but yeah, well, if,
2: go ahead. If there's one thing that you learned in today's society, it doesn't matter what the majority thinks. So long as one person's offended, you're wrong.
1: Well, that's, that's true in a sense that they're offended, but uh, but yeah. So anyways, uh, last week we talked about I love gilding people. I love showering them in gold. So this is going to be Gar's Golden Shower for at least a couple more weeks. And uh, I really just want to, and not, this isn't going to be just a weekly performance. This is going to be just so, I mean, it could be a weekly performance because they dominated last night, but Derek Henry is an absolute ungodly human or a godly human superhero of a man. He already has 162 attempts through six games. 783 yards he's almost averaging five yards of carry he's got 10 rushing touchdowns already this dude is on pace for what i think i thought i saw like i could do the math right now if i wanted to but that's like 500 touches that's insane and that's just rushing he's also got you know so many receptions and so many receiving yards and already too it's like holy shit do you have derrick henry in any of your leagues josh are you benefiting from this godliness that derrick henry's put through six weeks
2: uh, no, but I, I definitely have uh, played against him in two leagues yesterday. Oh, no. Um, no no big deal. It was up by 25-1 and one and just so happened to lose by 25 in that one. Give you a hint as to which league it is. It's not one that I've complained about, but Victoria's Secret League.
1: <laughs> I mean, so, uh, and then since we're having a little more of a back and forth this pod, Josh, do you think what Derek Henry's doing is sustainable? Or do you think even no one can, you know, 500 touches is unheard of? yeah i don't know it's hard
2: to say it's not sustainable because everybody says every you know off season before the draft yeah he can't maintain that sort of output and then uh you know now look what he's doing this year so um it's it'll be interesting to see um but i personally think that he's still going to finish at that rb1 unless he gets hurt of course
1: Right, now, I think that's fair to say. Dude's been so dominant so far. I'm sure a couple teams will try and slow him down, and so he'll probably have a couple down games. He won't be putting up 30 bombers every single week. But, yeah, if he is certainly destined for that running back one spot, unless, you know, someone like Dalvin or a Saquon or someone really just bursts out of the woodwork and you know puts up a lot of good performances here to, uh, to take him out. But we can move on, Josh. We'll move on to the Hidden Oaks original podcast play-along. And that segment start time is a full 17 minutes and 35 seconds, we'll call it. Because we're always around to the nearest uh, five-second spot. And I Al used to always mention, or always loved it when we mentioned it. Josh, last week, the podcast play-along was rocked by Hammer. Somehow, is this dude 0-6? I think this dude is 0-6 in our Hidden Oaks Redraft League, the League of Record. But he put up 156 bomber on the old uh, the old Fanduel. He came in first place of contest six. Brian, who I think tries once every three weeks or so. He put up a 131.3 poor, 3 4 performance, and then Jack Jack Mihoff, Jack Vickers, he tied Brian with 131.3 far, and they did have uh, differing lineups. I did go check. They had three similar players. I think they had like Jonathan Taylor and Jamar Chase, and the Colts defense. I think were their three similarities, but that means they had what five or six other different players so i mean for them to have an exact tie in a two-point decimal uh system i that i mean that's pretty rare that's kind of a cool little nugget ultimately it doesn't matter too much in this contest because it's uh, your five best scores at the end of the year but i mean they're gonna have to outperform each other if any of a, either either of them ends up in the top three at the end
2: how'd you do um i think i was number seven ish i don't know I'm, I'm five overall which is fine by me Ooh. um but uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm coming I'm coming
1: up. Well, speaking of, you said you're what number three, number or not number three, but number four, number five overall. How are the standings looking then after these first six weeks?
2: Um. Well, we've got uh, Big Cushy Man up on top with seven hundred six point eight six. Then we got the Lucky Hamber on uh, in second at six seventy five point five eight, and then Derek backwards or Carid uh, with six hundred and seventy on the dot. And then, I don't know who's four, and I think I'm five. Um, last week's top three, we had, I'm guessing that's Big Cushy Man, yep. David, at 706.86. Brad, no longer on the top three, with 658.62. And then Durick with six fifty point seven.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's interesting. The reason I started listing out the top three scores from last week is cause we're gonna even if you remain in the top three, your scores could be changing here. So obviously David did not change. He has seven oh six point eight six remain the same. I think David had the worst I think he did the worst in week six. I'm pretty sure he had, didn't even put up a hundred points. I think he came in last place for uh contest six. But he's still uh he still has five solid scores, so he's a top. And then like you said, Hammer burst into second place with that um 156 he put up must have had some other solid base scores to jump up into the top three there and then Derek actually improved on his own his own uh, top five scores he had 650 last week and now he's up to 670 this week so I mean Derek's uh you know he's moving up I, I'm telling people is when Derek gets those I think Derek's the guy to beat because he has like an almost 200 point performance so if, as long as you can get a couple more solid base scores in here like you know some 130s 140s whatever Derek's gonna be the guy to beat in the end I'm I'm calling it now But, um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how things turn out. Maybe Josh can sneak up into that top three as well. Um, Hmm. It's possible. Every week, Josh, we like to pick a stud, and we like to pick a dud, uh, or a dud, I should say, going into the contest. The contest for week seven is already open, but uh, last week we picked some guys as well. I picked Josh Gordon as a dud, recently signed wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. He would have cost you $5,500 to be in your lineup. Did you have him in your lineup, by the way? No. Okay. Well, he put up exactly zero points, which is uh, for a zero times value. And um, yeah, he he was a dud, obviously. He didn't, he didn't record any catches, um, which I don't think was too surprising because he just you know signed a week before. But uh, who'd you have last week, Josh? You had a dud, it looks like. How'd they do?
2: Um, I put in Alexander Madison running back for the Minnesota Vikings. He was going to be a $7,700 piece of the puzzle, and he'd have gotten you one total point for 0.1 times the value, which equals dud.
1: That's not a very good performance out of Madison. I mean, Dalvin Cook did start, so that makes sense. So I'd say that was a low-hanging fruit of a dud, but you were factually correct, and I could not take that away from you. What about this week, Josh? Who do you like going into week seven? You got a stud, you got a dud, or and why? I I have a stud, and,
2: and his name is Darnell Mooney. He's the wide receiver for Chicago. He's 5,900. He had a touchdown against the Packers, going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers decimated secondary.
1: How decimated is that secondary?
2: Uh, they signed Richard Sherman off of uh, the Wendy's waiver wire, and he is now hurt. So they're down to i don't know they're probably down to bruce arians and tom brady's oldest son oh
1: no oh and uh for whatever reason i thought you said they were playing the packers but obviously you said you were, they were playing the buccaneers that makes way more sense now for some reason i thought you said they were playing the packers but i think i'm just oh. losing it josh but darnell mooney huh what do i mean do you have any pulse of how he's been doing so far this year
2: um i have him on a couple of my teams he's done okay um Obviously, I haven't done okay, but uh, he's he's put up points every once in a while. So I think that obviously with that quarterback carousel, it's a little bit tougher. Um, I'm trying to pull up his stats here for uh, for the season and in, in PPR, he's number 43 overall. So like it, not the best, not the worst, um, but he's got a couple games over
1: 15, a couple games under five. So yeah. I just not too bad overall. I mean, for you know a fifty-five hunch player, a fifty-nine hunch player, excuse me. Um, But yeah, so I've got Sterling Shepard this week. He's a wide receiver for the New York Giants. I'm predicting him to be a stud. He's going to cost you a little bit more than Mooney, about six hundred more. He's going to be a sixty-five hunch of a purchase. Um, He's been out, so he hasn't had a great. um, He hasn't been durable, as Josh would put, uh, so far this year. But um, you know, he's got. Nine, in the in the three full games he's played, he's got nine targets, ten targets, and just last week he got 14 targets. So Daniel Jones is looking Sterling Shepard's way early and often, um, and Kadarius Tony looks like he might miss some time, and Kenny Galladay is an absolute shell of himself. He's Garbo. And I don't even know who else is still on that team anymore. I'll look it up right here. Um, Darius Slayton, John Ross, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. I mean, these guys are all jokes. I mean, Sterling Shepard appears to be the guy, the go-to guy for Danny Dimes, Danny Dashes. So Sterling Shepard's going to see a lot of volume. No guarantee that he puts up, you know, 20, 30 points. But, um, I mean, when you're getting 10 double-digit targets, you're going to... You definitely have the opportunity to have a great breakout game. So I think he's definitely worth the stud pick and designation there. Uh, anything else you want to say about the podcast play along, Josh, before we keep her moving?
2: Oh, no, not that I can think of.
1: All right, man. Well, let's, uh, let's hit your quick hitter. What do you got for us this week, Josh?
2: So I I went on and said that uh, Josh's joker of this week is going to be all of the Bears fans. Um, Because not only did they lose to the Packers, but they are owned by the quarterback that plays for the Packers, apparently. And they had some pretty good reactions. I was trying to find one of them, but I don't know if it's been deleted or not off Reddit, but it was somebody's post about how when he heard that, it just kind of echoed in his mind. And he's like, I could spend years away from this team, something along those lines. And as his eyes close on his deathbed, the only thing, the last thing he's ever going to see is Aaron Rodgers facing, I still own you. and uh and i lost it at that and so i think bears fans are jokers um mostly and then there was also that photo of him as he's like doing the belt in the end zone and i think i counted seven different middle fingers so it was kind of funny um but yeah so they're josh's joker of the week
1: gotcha all right uh and you know since we've got some extra time this week do you want to any comments on what aaron Rodgers said at all i mean you're our resident packers fan do you, I mean I feel I feel strongly that if that were like a Stefan Diggs or someone else you maybe care less about you would have been like oh, I could just shut up and play but obviously it's your guy so now you might feel a bit differently any any thoughts on the trash talk directly to the fans there
2: I guess I thought it was I thought it was funny and I guess um it makes sense just with his record against him. like if Diggs did it against the Vikings and he's 1 and 0 against them that wouldn't make much sense but um like guy like Brady if Brady were to go and do it to somebody that he just absolutely decimates like the Jets or the Bills or the Giants or not the yeah or not the Giants um Dolphins that would be funny too um but uh i think the the thing was is that he just he said he blacked out and i was like okay buddy <laughs> but uh i i haven't listened to his reaction to it on the McAfee show yet so we'll see
1: i mean he went on this fucking long ass ramble dude it was I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, pl- I have plenty of my own thoughts about Rogers, and I'm sure I'm biased, uh, even though I try not to be. But I mean, his answer was essentially like, just the most long. I think he went. I think his answer to Pat asking about it was about 10 minutes long, and he said essentially almost nothing of substance the whole time. So just the classic, let me say a lot without actually saying anything. But uh, that is he- his interview style. You know that, right? <laughs> I-, I understand that, Josh. I think
2: he said it like a couple weeks ago. Like that's what he does. Is he'll he's perfected the art of saying a lot without saying anything <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely um but yeah i mean it's just something that i don't know it's like just answer this don't answer the question that instead of wasting 10 minutes of my time but uh but yeah no so that's uh it was an interesting thing i mean i think trash talk's fun i enjoy it i enjoy players that kind of wear their emotions but i think it makes the game a bit more exciting but obviously aaron Rodgers is going to be more of a polarizing figure so opinions will probably be a bit stronger uh, on the matter as well but we can Have sort of the March on Milwaukee to get them banned from the NFL? Oh, well, we're organizing. We're organizing. Don't you worry. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the Hidden Oaks highlights, though, here, Josh. we got to keep this podcast moving for our lovely fans out there. It's uh, Who won the side bet? Or I guess what was the side bet last week, and who won it, Josh? Who done it? Uh, the side bet of last week was Close
2: Shave, team that beats its opponents by the smallest margin of victory. And our winner was Mr. Landvik by a solid .5 points over Derek,
1: yeah dude so one by uh one by 0.6 actually technically if you want to get technical it's point you know 105.65 to 105.05 so that'd be a point six difference but i'm trying to look here did it come down to monday night do i see any bills or tennessee players here or was this decided by sunday night
2: I think it was Sunday night.
1: Yeah, okay, yep. I'm not seeing any any Monday night players. So this was already decided. So there was no Monday night misery, essentially, for one of them to barely make it or for one of them to just pass the other. But um, still, though, when you're losing by that small of a margin, it just crushes your soul. And I'll look at Derek's bench here. Did he have anyone on his bench? Outperform his starters... Uh, well, I mean, he had the Broncos' defense do negative two, so that's that's an, that's an ouch right there. Just not playing a defense is uh, would have been sufficient, but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's gonna sting for Derek for a week for sure. Uh, the blowout last week though was uh, <laughs> was Garrett Garrett beats off Jamie fifty nine <laughs> by fifty nine point nine. What's the final here? Uh, I can go back and look at it. Oh boy, it was. Um where are they? oh so it was one ninety four point three five to one thirty four point four five so uh yeah that was that that's definitely worthy of the beat off designation you gave to the notes Josh he almost scored two hundred points I don't know, do you happen to know off the top of your head what the highest single game score we've ever had is is that two pa- hundred? I, probably...
2: I don't think so um... so
1: Garrett got real close if he didn't uh, just claim the title right there yes. Dang Garrett, well, um I would you. I would think
2: he did. Um Yeah, so I would have to look it up.
1: I know I have it somewhere. No, I mean you don't um, need to know, I'm just curious if you knew. I mean, anyone who uh, wants to find out, they could go to com, and uh, while well, you're listening later and you could find out. But um yeah, and then the nail biter obviously, since the the side bet was cloche of the team that beats his opponents by the smallest victory the smallest margin of victory, that would go to again to Eric's for beating Derek by point six. Um, okay,
2: so I have the highest scoring week. It was one ninety seven point one eight oh, last so, year, week seven.
1: Oh, so Garrett does not claim the title, but he's close. He's he's got to be top five, if not top three, maybe even second. Who knows? But yep. does, yeah. does not and claim the, the, the highest score.
2: Record holder. The record holder for that is yours
1: truly. Yeah, shocking, isn't it? I should create a podcast. <laughs> There you go. All right, Josh, we did our side that we did our blowout and our nail biter. You got some highs and lows. This is something you started doing this year. It's kind of your baby. So I just let you run with it. Who were the lows this week? Who owned the players and why are they terrible fantasy players?
2: Well, the lows this week uh, weren't as low as some of the weeks in the past, but we had uh, Taylor Heineke, quarterback for the Washington team uh, with 11 points. And then we had Alexander Madison with one. Jeremy McNichols, for some reason, was in a starting lineup with zero. Uh, Chase Claypool with 3.7. Tyler Boyd with 1.7 for wide receivers. The lowest tight end was David Njoku with 1.6, falling back to his average after a monster week last week. Um, In the flex, we had a tie at 4.7 somehow with Evans and Mike Williams. Um, Mike and Mike, as they would say.
1: (laughs) Mike and Um, Mike in the morning.
2: Defense, the Patriots with a negative four. Um, and then for a kicker, we had a one kicker with two points, Mr. McLaughlin. Over in the highs, we had one of we had a decent week. Um, Josh Allen, um, aka me, uh, with 32.25. Um, Derek Henry, running back, and Leonard Fournette, running back, with 35.6 and 30.7 respectively. Cooper Cup with 34 and C.D. Lamb with 36.1 for wide receivers. Noah Fant was the leading tight end with 24.7. Joe Mixon was the leading flex with 26.3. The Rams defense was with 17. And then the top kicker was Matt Prater with 15. If you had the low team roster, I realize I didn't read out the title, you'd have a 21.8. And if you had the highs roster, you would have had a 251.65.
1: And I always try and break down like how possible these high teams would be? Because obviously you're going to have a lot of you know first three round players, and you couldn't, you literally can't assemble the team. This one's close. Like I mean, I think the receiver depth is a bit too much. Like Cup. I mean, I mean it would be hard to have Josh Allen, uh, Derrick Henry, Cooper Cup, and Cee Lamb. I think is what I'm trying to say, and Joe Mixon. And
2: Mixon, right? Yeah. So that'd be You'd a pretty to...
1: hard to have, but.
2: In a 10-man league yes 12-man league you'd have to get lucky because you'd have to probably get Henry in the first and then Mixon in the second and then um when they come back get Cup and Lamb and then if nobody grabs a tight quarterback you'd get Allen because you know you'd, you'd expect guys like Mahomes and um what's his nuts Jackson to go before him yeah yeah
1: Yeah, okay. Um, But I did have a
2: little bit of a fun fact. On so we're about halfway through the season, so I thought, hey, let's find out what the low of the low would be and the high of the high. So I won't go through everything. I don't have the players who'd perform this way, but just for total points, if we were to have like the total from each position over the course of the season so far, um, our low score would be negative three point one five, and our high would be three hundred forty one point nine dang yep i giggled at the negative 3.15 which is why i wanted to put it on there that's
1: that's (laughs) that'd be a tough pill to swallow there's no question about it (laughs) oh man uh all right, well, Josh, thanks for uh, breaking down those highs and those lows. Week seven, we got another side bet coming up, another five bucks. Oh, so uh, yeah, shout out to Mr. Landvik. I'm pretty sure we obviously mentioned it, but Landvik's going to get five bucks coming his way. Another five bucks coming someone's way will be for this said side bet. Halftime, the team with the most total league points after seven weeks that'll be the most points four at the end of week seven. And I will uh, responsibly pull up the standings right now to tell you who's in the lead and then uh, you know who's got a shot of maybe swiping him down. I don't think I'm up there, so I don't have to worry about any biases here. Most points for is Jeremy, actually, Jonathan Taylor-Thomas with 8.16. Brian's only six points behind him, though, with 8.09. Henry going to give it to you at 8.05. So I think definitely any of those three guys could win it this week. And I think Derek Henry's playing this week. I don't think Henry's on a bye. So I don't know if Jeremy or Brian have any bye week woes but um uh yeah i think it's any when you're within 11 points here i think it's anyone's race obviously jeremy has a little bit of an advantage but uh, the next drop off is to Nikita, and that's a what a 30 point difference so uh it's 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 a three-man race here between garrett brian and jeremy and uh, you want to take a stab in the dark and who's going to get it josh just for funsies um
2: i'm going to go ahead and say yeah, Garrett's going to get it, because in his starting lineup compared to last week, um, he's only got one person on by. Nikita has half a team on by. Uh, Jeremy has quite a few guys on by, and then Sky Butters
1: himself has a few guys on by. All right, well, it's, uh sounded like Garrett's going to be the favorite here, just based on projections heading into week seven, but um, still a three-man race there, and we'll see how she goes. All right, Josh, do you want to you know do a little prediction for a nail-biter or a uh, blowout next week?
2: I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna win. Really? I'm playing against Nikita. She's sitting back there making dinner, so I'm gonna get poisoned, but um No. Plum well, by. Um, so that's not pretty. And then, but I do, I mean, with all these bye weeks none of the rosters are updated. So it's hard to guess based on that. So sure. actually I'm gonna go with Derek blowing out T cause I think that's hilarious. And then um, the close matchup is gonna be the Jesse
1: and Bradley cause they're always pulling each other down. So they're always pretty equal. There you go. I love to hear it. My um, blowout, just just because I love to shit on Brian whenever I get the opportunity, I'm going to guess that Garrett blows out Brian just to add a little salt to the wound of Garrett getting that side bet five bucks. Brian doesn't talk about the side bets too often, but um, I just think it's funny when uh, you kind of get posterized a bit or maddened or must or whatever you want to call it. So I think Garrett's going to do that to Brian this week. And then for Nailbiter, I'll go ahead and say that no, it's definitely not going to be me or Jeremy. I'm projected 52 points right now. I must have everyone on by um i'll say the nail biter will be jamie and hammer Obi Wan Mahomie versus catch 22 hammer is oh and six jamie is two and four it's not having the start she would want hammers just he might have given up by now um but i'll i think i think it'll just the dynamics of them having a nail biter would be hilarious so that's what i'm going to predict for my nail biter this week so the hammer household has a bit of misery with them yeah
2: it's always funny when uh when a team that scores 57 in full PPR, beats a team that scores 54 in full PPR. <laughs> I mean, you're would. sitting there with 110 and you lose to somebody with 111.
1: I mean, I would get a kick out of it for sure. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that's uh, that was the Hidden Oaks original, Hidden Oaks highlights. highlights. Uh, obviously, you know, inspired by other podcast segments that exist if you're going to be talking about your own fantasy league, but ours has the coolest name. So alliteration is the best. We'll move on here, Josh, to the medical minute. And um, I don't want the fans to be sad. But uh, we don't have a medical minute this week. I haven't heard from Jamie. And I also didn't check in with Jamie at any point. So, you know, there's no... I'm not going to point any blame around that Jamie let me down. I definitely could have followed up with her as well. And I just didn't think about it. Um, so, yeah. There's no medical minute this week, unfortunately. You put down oh, diarrhea, I though. So... No,
2: I... I No, I, I was just going to say, I think that's Jamie's next topic, but uh, I gave somebody, I gave people some medical advice in the opening segment, uh chit chat with my medical minute on metal taste bad.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. Metal taste is bad, Josh. I can't, I can't refute that. I guess, uh, you know, just to talk about medical stuff for just a second, I can say I got my flu shot yesterday. Have you been uh, flu shotted yet, Josh? Um, I got a
2: flu shot once. It uh, didn't sit well, so don't think I'm going to get that again
1: i i feel confident that jamie would say that's bad medical advice to give so i mean do you want to put up your credentials against hers what are you uh host spelling bee champ right
2: well i have gotten the flu shot once and i have never gotten the flu
1: you've never gotten the flu josh
2: never gotten the flu this year
1: <laughs> uh, <coughs> if you say so man um, hey
2: if i die i die
1: that's all right, Kirk Cousins. You uh, is that is that the name you want to be attached to as your last statement on one of your last public statements on air, Josh? If I die, I die. You want to be right next to Kirk Cousins? Uh, no, Golden Corral. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's now you're uh, you're lining yourself with Jeff Foxworthy. I believe he's a heavy investor of Golden Corral, so you get you're a good old uh, uh, what are they the redneck comedy tour? There you go.
2: Yeah. Well, I was gonna say Kelvin Benjamin, but.
1: Sure, Eddie Lacey. It'll just be a big old reunion. Jimmy Clients Oscar will be there probably. Uh, but yeah, no actual official medical minute this week from uh, Dr. Jamie Hammer. I'm sure we will be back next week. Sometimes life just happens and sometimes people drop balls in real life and in the NFL. So that's the way she goes sometimes. But, Josh, we still got plenty of time for our Faye Favre here. We're just uh, 40 minutes into the pod, so I uh, got a couple fan submissions, and I don't think you or I took this one too seriously, so it'll probably be a bit briefer, but we'll have a couple chuckles along the way. Um, we got a couple fan submissions from Brad, Al, and Brian, and I'll play them in such an order. Uh, the topic this week for the Faye Favre was news anchors um, or correspondents. You know, I put and in there news anchors and correspondents, whatever. They could be real or fictional, though. And, um,. Actually, I'll, I'll wait to talk about my list in a second here. So let's actually hop right in. Let's hear what Brad had to say about his fave Favre uh, news anchors and or correspondence. Uh, and hopefully he's loud enough. We'll so have to crank it here. Let's see.
2: This is Bradley with my fave Favre news correspondence. Um, number Favre, Purd Um A real straight shooter. Always like uh, how he delivered the news to me. <laughs> Uh, number three, the legendary one, Mark Rosen, um, Twin Cities icon, Hall of Famer, best seat in the house, and we're all better off for it, all that. Um, didn't really watch him a whole lot growing up, but um, I listened to him a lot, so I figure I just got to throw him in. Number two, Stephen Colbert, also another uh, pretty, pretty straight shooter, um, really liked uh, his previous programming a lot, watched that a lot um, in my formative years. And uh, my number one who's correspondent, Carl Gerbschmidt. He is a real person.
1: (laughs) I don't know if Bradley wanted to say more at the end there, if he just doesn't know how to use the proper tone to end a sentence, but just Bradley kind of (laughs) leaving that there with, he is a real
2: person. I was going to say, he went like robotic on
1: it. Right. I mean, Carl Gerbschmidt is a real person then, Josh. I'm, if Carl Gerbschmidt didn't make your top four, I mean, he was, what, sports personality of the year? So, I mean, I mean let's, I, I don't, let's not spoil your list. I'm just saying, I will say, I will be disappointed if he's not in your top four. But uh, any, anything surprising or noteworthy out of Brad there for you, Josh, when you were here on that list?
2: Um, Mark Rosen on that list. You know, usually you'd go with people that you take advice from or you listen to, but um, he hasn't uh, listened to him before, so... A little interesting, but not not you know unexpected.
1: General. Yeah, I mean, I'll. I mean, obviously, Brad and I used to watch a lot of the Colbert Report, so I love see. Uh, I love seeing personally Colbert making Bradley's list. But um, we'll move on here. We got a we got a fave farf news anchors or correspondent submission from Al Audio Al. We'll see what Audio Al's uh, fave farf was.
3: What up? What up? This is Al coming at you with our uh, fave Heineke. Of news anchors. Uh, I'm watching this game right now. Bills are frauds. Prove me wrong. Change my mind. But anyway, uh, number four, we'll go with Tom Tucker. Family guy. It's always a good laugh. Number three, we'll go with uh, Bruce Nolan. Biggest Sabres fan I know. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not super religious, but... Getting the news from God himself is pretty impressive. And plus, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Best sign off in in sports. Number two, we'll go with Chris Berman. Guy's just the king of nicknames and, you know, all the whoop. And number one, we'll go with Stuart Scott. Fought a very tough battle with uh, cancer and just childhood memories, you know. Catch you next time.
1: I enjoy that Al starts. Uh, there's a couple things I enjoy about Al. I love how he's picking different quarterbacks every week. Appreciate that. I love that he's, uh, he's always watching the Monday night game, and he calls one of the team frauds. Appreciate that. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, a pretty good list of the Al there, I think. Josh, what do you think? Anything pop out to you?
2: I mean, I like how he took it more serious. <laughs> he, he definitely, uh, at first I didn't think he was going to put any thought into it, and then sure enough, he did.
1: Yeah, I think maybe I'm just like a few years too old to really appreciate Stuart um, the way it seems like other people in our friends group did. And you don't have to spoil your list if he made your list, but I mean, do you have any... Were you, were you in your formative years of watching SportsCenter or whatever else, were you a big Stuart guy or no?
2: I mean, yeah, I liked him. I thought he was a good reporter. Um, he did not make my list, but um, I do think that uh, he did a good job and definitely deserves to be on some lists.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and obviously having a very public battle with cancer, I think, is a big, uh, big symbolism thing. Even if you didn't think he was the greatest sportscaster or newscaster or whatever, just being able to go out and you know still do the best you can and be an inspiration for others, I think, is a big deal, and that help builds the legend. So shout out to uh, to Stewart for that. Um, all right we got one more fan submission here brian did such a good job last week i had to let i had to let him go last i don't know how uh, good or poor he'll do this week i don't know if he took it serious or if he did funny because i do not listen to them in advance really I just listen to the first second to make sure the audio is okay but uh let's hear brian knups fave farve news anchors or news correspondents let's see what he's got
0: hi this is brian with my fave farve for the week. News anchors, number four, Chris Berman, circa 1990-ish, when he first started coming out with the nicknames, my all-time favorite, Bert B. Holmbley Levin. Uh, number three, Paul Majors, local guy, good-looking dude. Uh, number two, Walter Cronkite. You asked for it, you got it. Uh, <laughs> imagine being voted the most trusted man in America because of the way you read a teleprompter. Tells you how smart the American people are. And number one, uh, Ted Koppel. Uh, Those of you youngins out there don't remember how he really got his start on Nightline. But Nightline uh, was a program uh, that started out as nightly coverage of the Iran hostage situation and developed into a show that's still running today. That's my list.
1: Well, I am, I am happy to see that Walter Cronkite makes that list. Big shout-out to Brian. He's not someone I can truly appreciate just because he's not my generation, and I don't know that there's really anyone I trust on that sort of newsy scale these days. But, uh, yeah, Walter Cronkite was certainly uh, the most trusted man in America at a, at a certain point, which I don't think the bar for is very high anymore, but uh, it's the way she goes. <laughs> what about you, Josh? What do you think about uh, Brian's list there? Liked it. Brought me to tears. Brought you to tears? What specifically brought you to tears?
2: um that we had to listen to it i guess um no just that he listens and he listened to you
1: big shout out to brian thank you for listening thank you for sharing your favorite and not just some objective list but what brian thinks is the is the latest and greatest in his own heart well josh that leaves just me and you left pal big shout out to our three fans who uh brought in a submission this week you always do so at anchor.fm slash hood pod but josh let's uh let's hear your process what were you thinking this week as you were going through
2: um i just kind of wrote down the first farve names that popped up on google and went with
1: that all right uh well since uh since it sounds like you put in so much effort do you want the walk-off shot or no
2: i think it's your turn isn't it i had the walk-off last week
1: uh yeah i mean if we're doing every other sure um but also i think it kind of we should go from topic to topic all right well what do you you can go first josh what do you got for honorable mentions if you have any (laughs)
2: Yeah, so honorable mentions. I have Ron Burgundy, Champ Kind, Brick Tamland, um, the J Jonah Jameson himself from Spider Man, and of course Alex Jones. All of them are very memeable, um, and so I think it's—I think they all deserve to have an honorable mention.
1: All right. Well, what do you got for number five, Josh?
2: For number five, I have Carl Gerb Schmidt, none other is. than uh, none other than Elk Mound the Legend himself owner and operator of the Ice Bowl exhibit um, and avid Packers fan, but one of the most honest football analysts out there, I believe. Um, There's really no doubt in my mind he goes unbiased every single take of his. um, And so I just feel like he deserves a spot on everyone's Faye Favre.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that for sure. I think Irby's very uh, very objective. For me, just to talk a little bit about my process, I will say I have I went all fictional just because I thought that was funny. Um, and I don't really watch the news. And some of the guys I would have picked would have been like John Oliver, who does like a comedy show, or I would have picked like John Stewart. Like I would say John Stewart would be my Walter Cronkite. Um, but obviously they do it in a comedy way. They don't do it just in like a read a teleprompter serious way. So I didn't want to include real people like that. Even though that's where I get my news from, no matter how depressing that might be to uh, Brian. But uh, yeah, Colbert didn't make my list. Um, I didn't uh, I didn't do Timsdale's leader, Channel Seven News, Chet You Betcha from The Fairly Odd Parents. I did not do Bruce Nolan, um, from Eyewitness News on WK WKBW, Buffalo's leader from Bruce Almighty. Did not do Perdrick <laughs> Perd L Hapley, uh, famously known for all the shows he did in Pawnee. Uh, Burt McStuffins, I thought, had a great showing so far, but we've only got one report from him, so I couldn't pick him. And I did not pick um, Tom Tucker or Trisha Takanawa from Quahog 5 News, Quahog's news leader. So all those people made my honorable mentions, but uh, they could not make my fave Favre. My number five uh, in my fave five news anchors or correspondents, I'm going to have to go with Carmel Bear. Carmel Bear has been our senior Colts correspondent for a big, uh, what, six months or so now. And, um, you know, it's a, a bit of recency bias, of course, but he's done some really in-depth work i mean putting himself in a ghillie suit outside jim or say's house being inside jim or say's uh sex dungeon just to get us the scoop there's no chance that uh Carmel bear doesn't deserve a spot in my fav fav and he is of course reporting for the hidden oaks overdose football fix the hidden oaks football news leader josh who's your number three
2: yeah so my number three i've got uh i've got robin Chabotsky. uh she is the uh, wake up new york uh, reporter from um how i met your mother it starts at i don't even know i think it's two in the morning and so it is a show that um all the college kids in the show turn into a drinking game every time she says and um or but um they have to take a drink and so yeah anybody any newscaster
1: can get a drinking game made after them it's a good time sweet all right, that's a good number three. I, uh, my number three is going to be none other than another member of the Kohog 5 News team, Quahog's news leader. That's going to be weatherman himself, Ollie Williams. And I'm just going to play a little snippet of uh, some of the great things that Ollie brings us because, I mean, this is, this is why you pick someone in your faith, Fire, from gems like this. And now here's Ollie Williams with the Blackie Weather Forecast. Ollie? It's going to rain! Thanks, Ollie. In local news, we have more on the approach of Hurricane Paul, which is working his or her way up the coast. Let's go live to Ollie Williams with the Black Weather Report. Ollie? It's raining sideways. Sounds rough, Ollie. Do you have an umbrella? Had one. Where is it? Inside out, two miles away. Is there anything we can do for you? Bring me some soup. What kind? Chunky. All right, we'll get on that uh just uh, obviously family guy bit absolutely love it to pieces but um ollie williams definitely deserves my number three fave farve spot josh who you got for number two
2: uh for number two i have got the realistic fish from spongebob (laughs) uh he he brought us news that uh tied in with wormy and which was one of the more um one of the better subplots in the spongebob show but yeah realistic fish is by far uh the number two on my list gar what do you have
1: josh i mean it's hilarious you say that because i am with um uh, my number two is also realistic fish i mean he works for bikini bottom news he's uh part of the team that brings us um uh, well, they're the Bikini Bottom news leader, of course, is what I meant to say, because I'm rambling, so I'm trying to pull up YouTube, but I mean, I'll just play a couple seconds of his bits. I mean, listen to this. Sh- Looks like another beautiful day here in Bikini Bottom. Attention! Attention! This just in! A giant monster is attacking Bikini Bottom! <laughs> we! program for an important news announcement this wild throng behind me is screaming
2: for bikini bottom's newest culinary sensation let's take a listen
1: I mean, when you've got just absolute expert reporting like that, I don't understand how Realistic Fish could not make anyone's fave five news anchor list. And, uh, you know, I haven't watched all the later Spongebob seasons. They tried to replace him with that fucking two-bit hack, Perch Perkins, and I will not allow them to defame the legend that is Realistic Fish. So if you're listening out there, Spongebob execs, get fucking Perch Perkins out of there and put Realistic Fish back in his head anchor seat, okay? God damn it. (coughs) So I got a little, uh, felt pretty strong there. Josh, go to your number one.
2: Uh, yeah. So my number one, I've heard him before. Perd happily.
3: He he may
2: be the only uh, straight shooter when it comes to the news. Um, and so I, I just, you know, what's the word with purd? Um, gotta be, you know, that's, that's definitely the best. Cause I'm sure the word with perd is hi, I'm purd. And so, I just I just love his bits uh, coming in. I mean, I do have other honorable mentions now as we're going through it, because uh, Joan Calamenzo from uh, Parks and Rec is also <laughs> up there. Uh, the, the fact that she can maintain a career when she's drinking on set is pretty, pretty impressive. And then um, my my one B, actually, I'm going to go ahead and toss in April O'Neil. She's a reporter. She walks around with giant turtles that do kung fu. Yet I don't know if I've ever seen her write an article about giant turtles doing kung fu. And that, my friends, is impressive. Um, she gives them pizza. They're really close friends who think she'd be able to get an exclusive. But I have yet to see a news article on them.
1: Gotcha. Well, I mean, maybe that if that article ever comes up, please, please feel free to put it in the Discord, Josh. Uh, my number one, i Pert Havily, obviously a great number one pick. I can't disagree with that, even though he didn't make my list. I'm going to have to go with KVWN, Channel 4, San Diego's news leader, Ron Burgundy. I mean, to think Ron Burgundy wouldn't make my list with a little gem like this, I mean, come on.
2: From the entire Channel 4 news team, I'm Veronica
0: Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. I mean, to
1: to have the balls, to say that live on air, to lead, for you to read whatever the prompter says, that's a newsman I can trust. Ron Burgundy would probably be the most trusted man in my America. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone knows Anchorman, Ron Burgundy, absolute classic bit. I've quoted him more times than I could care to count. Uh, I just just love Ron Burgundy so much, I don't feel like I need to explain it uh, ad nauseum. Josh... How do you feel about everyone's face? part? Are you feeling good? Those are good news anchors and correspondents?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think I have some research to do, and and I'll have some things to listen to. Um, news is one of those things that you can listen to it, like, years later, and it's still relevant, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Just like these okay. podcasts we make. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but next week, Josh, the topic teaser for next week is going to be your fave Favre places to hang out. And so I put in the stipulation you know, for all us Hidden Oaks people, and obviously that no, we're not all Hidden Oaks people, but no Hidden Oaks places. Like, I don't want to hear Brad or Brian saying Donnie's house. Yeah, we fucking get it. We've all hung out in the hood a lot. So no Hidden Oaks places and no your parents' house for, you know, all of us don't live with our parents anymore. So no Hidden Oaks places, no parents' houses. But other than that, you could do your parents' cabin or whatever else. We're going to do your fave farve place. Places to hang out and i'm really interested to see what um, some people can come up with for that don't forget for every time you call in you can get a little entry into our raffle we're giving away a swag basket and we can talk about that more next week since we're running out of time here a little bit no need to go in depth but just keep leaving us voicemails man doesn't even have to be for the Far, could be a voicemail questioner a voicemail uh, i don't know just a comment don't even need to be a question or whatever but um yeah we would love to hear um uh, we would love to hear from you Josh, eh,
3: you got any kinda. final words
1: for the folks out there?
2: Go pack us.
1: Do you think, um, I mean, obviously people can engage the show, join our Discord, anchor.fm slash hoodpod, overdose at gmail.com, all that stuff. But, Josh, I mean, for you, I mean, you've been predicting this kid's on your way. Do you think you're going to be a dad by this time next week? Uh, by what is that, October 26th? Probably. Are you, do you feel good about that? probably <laughs> you probably feel good about it
2: yeah you no, want to you give I'm your
1: future here past josh give your future self some advice what, what would what's some advice you want to give to you from pre-kid josh to post-kid josh uh, don't
2: yell louder than the baby's crying
1: <laughs> just to try and shut them up just out yell them and scare them into submission yep. huh
2: mocking a child is unfair let them learn to speak first
1: there you go bingo all right josh well um you know, I had been running, I had been watching Burn Notice a lot, and just my final words, I've been, uh, you know, it's not a big secret, but we've been running a bit of a covert operation ourselves, some of us greasy fucks, and um, I, I believe at this point, I can't obviously see it in your house, because I can't see inside your house, but there should be a large cardboard box positioned somewhere behind you that your lovely wife has brought upstairs, and if not, you can go get it yourself, it was in the trunk of your car um an expert hiding spot i must say but um yeah some uh, some greasy fucks put together a little daddy package for you and uh, we're not gonna have you open on air that's weird so i just want to let you know as we sign off here got a little gift for you uh, and your future dad um some things are for you some things are for the kid i mean obviously it's gonna be an infant child that can't uh, play with toys just yet but um yeah uh congrats on being a dad i think you're gonna be a great dad and from all us greasy fucks to you uh just want to say love you bud and uh you know just just be the dad you always wanted i think it's that simple i don't think uh he'd overcomplicate it
2: thank you gar i i I definitely was surprised when i spun around um the fact that
1: you made my pregnant wife carry that box though (laughs) i'm gonna get you she volunteered for it but yeah no love you bud uh-huh. uh, enjoy the box i'm sure you'll Thank be snapping you. yep. about it or posting or whatever but uh you know we don't do it for the credit we do it because we love you so have a good night josh and uh have a good night walters and whoever else is listening later we'll see bye, you bye craig <laughs> bye craig
2: thanks car thanks it- Greases. bye